Hello and welcome to Me and Mine with Temi Tokwe Onomade. Me and Mine is a family program inspired by hope and family values. Today, we are taking an in-depth look at a topic dear to your heart. Get ready and ride with us. There was this guy, you know, you remember Martin Luther um, King Jr. who said, I had a dream, you know, it was a very wonderful speech. And up to today, the speech is still, is still, is, is still helping us, is still involved, is still something that is very inspiring. And, and I, I want us to think about when you talk about dream, it's not about, oh, saying something is not, you know, when they said, oh, I'm going to become a, a millionaire, I said, oh, in your dream. No, that's not the dream we are talking about. The dream we are talking about is talking about your plan, the purpose, the vision you have. A man without a dream will just live anyhow. A man that doesn't have a dream lives a loose life because they don't, they will just throw away constraint. They don't care. Anything goes. Kesera, Sera, whatever. They've got no plan. Anything that comes here, they move. Anything that goes there, they move. That is a man without dream. That's a man without a plan. Dream shows your destination, and your destination reveals your decision. So when I see something you decide about, I will definitely know where you are coming from. Dream defines what you do. Dreams help you to identify who you are by being focused. And it's manifestation when you, when you, when you have a dream and you now get focused on it, the manifestation of that dream is going to now add value to your life. So the manifestation of your dream will make your life valuable. People will just want to get, you know, they will say nobody, anybody can do what you are doing, but no, nobody can do what you are doing because that is what you are living for, that dream, that purpose. Dream helps you to choose your friend. It helps you to choose your time. It helps you to prioritize things. It helps you to choose your hobby your diet, your attitude, investment, career, friends, name it, your wife, your husband. Dream happy to choose those things. Your dream should be stimulated by people you are surrounded with because anyone that is negative about your dream, they are going to pollute your dream. And when they pollute your dream, your dream can never become fulfillment. And that is why you need to watch people you surround yourself with. People you, you think they are your close, you know, close, close people that they are very close. And you tell them, this is what I have. I have this dream. I have this plan. I have this goal. Watch them. If they are very negative about your goal, they are going to mess up your goal. They will try their best not to bring it to future. So watch people that you work, you work with. And without wasting our time, I've tried to talk to you about what dream is all about from my own little way of understanding. And let's now go to our professor. We have a professor in the house. Uncle <laughs> I hope in the next three, in the next three, two minutes, you'll be able to tell us what do you understand when we talk about manifestation of our dream? What um, do you think we are talking about? Over to you, sir. Unmute yourself, sir. Okay. Good afternoon, everybody uh, from all over the world, from wherever you are, you're hearing my voice. I want to start this message by uh, discussing something that might not be relevant, but it's relevant uh, in the perspective of what we're talking about. Uh, Psalm 19, 
and uh, Psalm, uh, the book of Psalm, chapter 19 and verse 137, uh, talks about the journey of the Israelites as they were conquered by the Babylonian Empire. And then um, they were in captivity back in 586 BC, and they were captured. And the slave master, the Babylonian uh, army, requested them to sing a song. And those of you that were around in the 80s, you remember Bonnie M. And the song was about the rivers of Babylon. We sat down and we, we wept and we remember Zion. But they carried us into captivity and they require us to sing a song. But the song, as they put the song together, they decided that this is what we're going to say. And I want to start the conversation tonight by saying this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the sight here tonight. I thank each and every one of you, Sister Tokwe. I thank you for your time and for the opportunity to share my little wisdom in my spiritual journey through this life. To share with your viewers and your listeners this very important journey, a manifestation of our dreams. It's very timely. I follow this platform and I'm honored to be asked to participate. Thank you so much. And also, uh, Pastor Alabi, I've, I've followed you. I listened to your first presentation back in January. And I feel honored to be here on this platform with you. Um, to talk about manifestation uh, of dreams, for me, the way I look at it is whatever you have in your mind by way of what drives you, what motivates you? What moves you? How do you make that vision in your mind, in the inner sanctuary of your living room of your bedroom, to present it to the world? Uh, it's very important that we understand the laws that governs this principle of manifestation of whatever it is. You talk about Apple, you talk about Microsoft, Everything that we ever have in this world was designed by someone, by a human mind, right? The human mind have a conceptualization of an idea in their mind and they say, I want to bring this to fruition to the entire world. How do we go from dreaming the right dream to presenting it to the universe? Because each and every one of us have a talent. And how do we bless the multiple of people, people in the world with that dream that we have? That's my understanding of how to manifest your dream. But what I hope we can do as we have this conversation together tonight is to have a meeting of the mind because every individual is different in the uniqueness of their dream and how they hope to actualize that dream by way of manifestation. And I hope that we'll be able to do justice to that topic tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you. Thank you. That was that was great. No, I enjoyed that. Thank you. Brodipo, from your home. Oh, Uncle Atwale has finished everything. Are you in line <laughs> with what he said? Because I'm actually in line, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, it's a great pleasure for me to be here, to be on the platform again. It's an awesome. Thank God for, thank God for our moderator. And thank God for, uh, uh, it's a great privilege to be on the same platform with you. Uh, manifesting your, your dreams is, um, 
is something very important. To manifest is something that to bring out, to bring to reality, to show forth that, that idea in your mind. That's something that, that pick your mind. That's something that uh, keep you standing. That's something in your mind that felt you can do it. That is in your mind that you can do it to bless humanity. You can do it that people can be blessed. People can be, the value can be added to the life of people through it. It becomes a dream in your heart. Manifesting that dream is that bringing it out. You manifest it. It becomes something that should for something physical, something that touches people, something that people can relate with. So manifesting it is something you are endowed with, something inside of you, bringing it out for the global world or for your environment to add value to them or to add value to your own life, to showcase that which you are being blessed with, that idea, that passion in your heart that can bless the life of people, that passion, that idea in your spirit, inside your spirit, man, inside your mind, bringing it out to, to bless people, to bless your own life, to make people feel better, to make the world feel better. I think this is what we call manifestation of dream, that eventually you drive it until it becomes something that people can talk about, people can see, people can feel. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. So looking at the, the, the way we are now, looking at the definition of uh, manifestation of our dream, then let's now bring it down to our home, our family now, because this is a family platform, yeah? And there's, we've got some questions here. One of the questions says, what are the biblical standard or method to dream by? You know, as a Christian, some Christians believe that, oh, the Bible says if you are rich, you are not going to go to heaven, right? The Bible says, oh, no, no, we should not think about all those big, big, big things. We should just think, focus our attention you know, on, on heaven, right? So what are the biblical standard or method? What, what are the things as children of God? What kind of dreams should we, should we, you know, should we dream about? You know, what should, what should we focus on in this world? How can we be relevant? So, so when we are talking about we want to be relevant, how big, you know, how big is it? How realistic it is? Because they are saying that unrealistic dreams and expectations that are too big, you know, when, when you, are, you, you have a, a very big expectation, sometimes they are very unrealistic. You are, you are unable to achieve them and you, are, you get discouraged and you think, oh no, this one is meant for certain kind of people. No, this is where I belong to. So the number one question now, if I can start with brother Kimwale, should I go to Bishop or... <laughs> Let me start with Bakuale. Uh, what are the standard methods of that we should dream as as human being, as Christian? Now, you know how should we dream? What kind of dream should we have? Thank you. Um, I, I will start by saying that this is a very important topic, and I hope uh, I will be used as a vessel to do justice. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay that I will be used as a vessel to do justice to the topic. 
And if peradventure I fall short of the standard that you hope to garner in this conversation, please don't because of me stop your own research and do your own due diligence in order to bring your dreams to the manifestation of your own reality. So let me say this. Uh, definition is very important because sometimes when you use word, I'm trying to convey a particular meaning. And like we say in West Virginia, the person is not bagging what I'm breaking. So I'm trying to bag it up, but they're not breaking what I'm bagging, right? So it's very important for us to define the terminologies that we're using so that we're consistent and we're all on the same page. Whatever dreams that you have and you want to bring it to fruition in terms of manifestation, one thing that I think is very, very important that we do is to have the right dreams. How do we have the right dreams? So, first of all, there are so many things that I did that I researched and that there might be potential for overlap. First of all, a disorganized mind cannot bring whatever dream they have into reality. There are certain laws that have been given to us in this universe, like law of gravity. If an apple falls from the tree, it's gonna come down to the ground. There's nothing you can do about that. You can throw it back up to the sky, it's gonna come down, right? There are certain principles and certain laws, especially given to the Christian community that you have to govern your life by. Okay, what do you dream about? So, Certain religious practices says, in order for you to organize your mind, you have to calm your mind. So I'm sure everybody listening to me have heard of the concept of meditation. So the first thing is you have to meditate. And meditation is blocking everything out of your mind and settle your, settling your subconscious mind to the reality of your conscious mind and just be calm so that you can communicate with the frequency of God. Right, Sister Tucker, you're taking me out of my professorial dissertation here, but I will do my best to link everything together. So here is the key, right? There are some groups in the world that have been very, very successful, wealth, whatever. The Jewish community have used God biblical principle to manifest their dream and they become very successful. The Mormon community have done the same thing. So many people in the world, even unbelievers, well, here is the key. Here's what Jesus Christ said. I mean, not Jesus Christ, but here is the concept of the spirituality of Christianity. Don't ask for money. Don't ask for cars. Don't ask for wealth. Don't ask for tuition for your children. I challenge you to pray like this. I challenge you to meditate like this, that every child in this world, every human being in this world, is loved by God. Whether you agree or not, every human being on this planet, whether they've committed the most atrocious evil on earth, they're still loved by God, right? And the challenge of what I want you to dream about is, how do I dream to solve the problem of the children of God? If you agree that everybody on this, on this earth is loved by God and the children of God then I want you to dream this way. I challenge you to dream this way. How do I dream to solve the problem of the children of God? If that's what you're doing and you follow the principle of manifestation that we're going to talk about, 
and you're dreaming inconsistent with God that you want to solve the problem of the children of God, you will acquire wealth, you will be prosperous, and you will be fulfilled. Let me give you an example. Let's say there are 32 million workers in the world who are sedentary workers. They sit in front of their computer and they don't walk around. And studies have shown that when you live a sedentary life, hypertension, diabetes, and all these diseases will eventually happen to you, right? Your lifestyle will be shortened if you sit at your desk eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, for 11 years, your lifetime will be short, you'll be short-lived, right? So here is what happened. You now decide that you created an app, right? Technology is changing the world, creating revolution. You created an app that reminds people to wake up and I mean, to get up from their desk every one hour in an eight hour work period and work for 15 minutes or even work for 30 minutes, right? Imagine you creating this app and you're giving it to Microsoft or Apple and you have all the knowledge to create the app, right? You sell it to them for a dollar, but it costs you 50 cents. And 32 or 30 million people in the world downloaded this app that they can just put on their wrist on their Apple phone to wake them up like, oh, it's an hour, buddy, you need to get up and walk. Just imagine the concept of that app. And by the time Apple take their 50 cents, 50 cents per download comes to your bank account. That's $15 million, no? Is my math correct? So on the average, when you're solving the problem of the people of the world, when you're solving the problem of the people of the earth, when your dream is in line with God, like God, I wanna take care of your people. I'm dreaming of the problem that your people have. And I'm going to use my ingenuity and my wisdom and my knowledge to solve the problem of the children of God. If you do that, if you dream like that, and you follow the process of manifestation of your dreams that we talk about, you will not be lacking in anything. Thank you, thank you so much. If I brought, you are actually talking in line with what our pastor said in church sometimes ago, talking to us about if you want to be blessed, if you're talking about being wealthy, think about the problem in your environment. You see, when you can identify any problem in your environment and you work on it, then you'll be successful. See, he said that most of the time we are not successful because we are trying to do what others are doing. You see, Uncle Akimwale is a speaker and he's getting much money. Then I think, yeah, I, if Uncle Akimwale can talk, I can talk better, right? Yeah, bro, Dipo is a preacher, he's an evangelist, he's work, he works everywhere, he's an actor. If I do what he does, then we become competitors. But if we can just sit down and think, what is this problem that I have to solve in my environment or you identify a problem in a particular place and God gave you that inspiration, you plan about it and you try to solve it, then you become successful. Thank you so much about that. So we, we, the question is about what is the biblical and how can we dream? So if you want to dream big and you want to be actually successful, think about how to solve a problem wherever you are. Just think about it and make it your plan. Make it your plan, bro, 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 Dipo. Do you want to add to us? Do you have any uh, another additional one different from what bro, bro, Okwakimwale uh, has just said? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me just add uh, maybe a point to it. Uh, actually, a uh, professor just nailed it on the head. 
uh, if you want to start dreaming, just like what the Bible says, Proverbs 23, verse 7, as he thinketh in his heart. Now, what tinkles your thinking is the problem you see around you. That problem, it be, you become on ease with it. You are not comfortable with it. That is where the point of dreaming starts. That is what tinkles you. You are not convenient. You are not comfortable with it. You feel that there should be solution to this. You, you are feeling that there should be there should be a solution. There should be something that will provide solution and answer to this issue. The problem, the suffering of people, what people, what make people not to be comfortable, what make what people are suffering from. The moment you are becoming uncomfortable with it, that is the point where the dream starts. So you have to now go back to your mind and begin to think about it. What can I do? Because that passion that developing in you, that energy, that anger that develops in you, you need to turn it to a positive force of dreaming of the solution, of thinking, just like what our professor said the other time, that um, you can develop an app. You understand? Know, in Nigeria, here, I think few people gather themselves together that there is issue of transportation. They develop an app called Boats. They develop an app called Uber. You can sit at the comfort of your house and just call a car. A cab will come into your house, pick you, take you to where you are going. You understand me now? It's so easy, just at the right of your phone, pressing a few buttons. So we, 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 he, he, people sat down and they discovered that this problem can be solved. And by thinking, they dream about it and they brought it to, they brought it to reality. So it's it becoming very important, very, very important. I will also show you a biblical, one of the biblical way, uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27. I, I, I'm going to quickly read this so that you note this. Proverbs 12, verse 27. I'm going to read this so that every one of all, we're going, to, we're going to see a key something here from the scripture. He said, a slothful man roasted not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. Hmm. A slothful man roasted not that which he took in hunting, which means he's telling us about our dream. He is not, he doesn't stop there. Biblical way of dreaming doesn't stop about you visualizing or you dreaming it. Don't be like the man the scripture is describing here. And that is what is affecting the African nation. Now, in following through in, in the, the dream, the Bible says a slothful man, he will go and hunt. He will hunt the animal, but he will not roast it. But a diligent man will dress it, will make it a barbecue. So what the Bible is actually saying that raw material does not carry value like the finished, like the finished product. Mm. So a, 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 a lazy, a slothful man will hunt and sell his meat raw, maybe for $1. But a diligent man will roast it, will make it a barbecue. And that go for fifty or twenty dollars, mm. and that is what is affecting African nation. So the principle of dreaming is that, in, like, in, like in Nigeria, we have crude oil. We sell crude oil. We export it. Maybe at, uh, maybe at, I, I think maybe it, it's even seventy six per dollar now, seventy six dollar per barrel. But we can't refine in Nigeria here. We export, then we have to buy back a refined product at a high rate. And that is what is affecting African continent. 
African nation. So it, 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 it doesn't end in you just visualizing it in your mind. Mm. You need to follow through. That's why the Bible says a slothful man did not roast his own hunt. But a diligent man, his substance is appealing to everybody because it's a finished product. Thank you. Oh, wow, wow. You don't just visualize in your mind. You need to follow through. So, so many people, they have great ideas. So mm. many people, so many husband, wives, they have so much thing that, oh, when we do this thing, no, we are going to be blessed. No, end of poverty in this family. But they find it difficult, you see, to follow through. And that will lead me to the next question. The concept of manifestation is described in the Bible by the principle of Acts, A-S-K. Acts, seek, and knock. How do we use this principle to manifest our dream and the realities? Let me start with Broad Deeper this time around. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that is uh, Matthew 7, 7 or so. Yes. Ask, seek, and... Um, I, I would say that um, that that for me is um, is more of a prayer and request. Uh, he, he, we need to understand something about God. God does not force Himself. Jesus does not force Himself on people. They brought a blind man to Jesus. The blind man kept crying. Have mercy upon me. And Jesus said, bring the man. And they brought him to Jesus. Jesus knew that this man is blind. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And the man said, I want to see that I may see. Hmm. That, so God does, God, Jesus is not a demon. It is a demon that forces itself on people. It is a demon that possesses people. So Holy Spirit does not just, you know, Jesus does not possess people any, they, it, until you ask, until you, you knock. It is what you want. It is what you desire. The, 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 the people, the army of Israelites are in the battle for, for 40 days. And Goliath will keep coming out to shout on them and nobody stepped forward. And by that, God was incapacitated. God couldn't do anything until a small boy of about 17 years of age got to the scene and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So it was then that God knew that somebody wanted me to act. So it's so important that we need to understand that the principle of ask, seek, and knock is about requesting. It's about you connecting to God. And channeling your mind, your desire, that God, I want to achieve this thing. I want you to back me up. And those are three levels of prayers. Where you are a baby Christian, you can ask and God will answer you. Gradually, God wants you to tarry in his presence. And at a time, God wants you to knock harder, just like Daniel, who refused to give up and keep praying for 21 days until he got his answer. So it's very important you understand this. But more important than the principle of us ask, manifesting your dream and doing valiantly has something to do, just like what Daniel said. Those who know they are God shall be strong and do exploits. The knowledge of God in you 
that you have God that can back you up, that the capacity that God can give you, then that knowledge alone is more than enough. Just like what Job said. He said, in the days of my youth, when the secret of the Lord was upon my tabernacle. And that's why the Bible said the man was the greatest of all in the East. Because he, 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 he knows his God. He had the knowledge of God. He said the secret of God was upon his tabernacle. Hmm. So in, he, he could access the force. He could access the power that can drive things out into the manifestation. So it's so important. The, 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 the principle of ask is about the principle of request. Hmm. It's about the principle of request. Channeling your desire, channeling what you want, what you want to achieve to go for proper backing. And more importantly than that, the knowledge of God, the deeper knowledge of God, those who know God. And that is why Apostle Paul said that I may know him, that I may know him. And that is why Moses said, God, I want to know you. I want to see you. Okay. Because those knowledge, those knowledge will drive you beyond average, beyond common result. Mm. You get on common results. Go and check the, the, the Nobel Prize winners. You will find that 80% of them are Christians. 80% of people that have won it are Christians. People with the knowledge of God. People that are driven by the knowledge of God. People that know God. So it's so important, very, very important that you know this. And the, the, the principle of ask is you channeling, connecting to God, making your request, making God to know your mind for proper backing in manifesting that dream or that idea you have in your mind. Thank you so much, sir. Professor, let's hear from the professor. So, <laughs> thank you, bro, Deepo. I, I like that. That's deep. I, I, I've got so much I've written down here. Thank you so much for that. Let me, let's hear from my own very, our own very professor. Over to you, sir. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful and conscious of the people that I'm blessed to be sharing my ideas with tonight. And please, if there's anything that I say that's contradictory to your belief, to your faith, to your journey, to your experience, I ask for your forgiveness. I come with love in my heart to you, from my heart to you. Uh, but I want to add uh, some certain concepts that I think is very important that as Christians, we need to understand very, very carefully. And we operate in this realm of knowledge of understanding. Because if we don't, we might struggle a little bit in actualizing and manifesting our dream. I want to say, first of all, that the principle of ask, so A-S-K, ask, seek, and knock, I'm going to say something very serious right now, is a spiritual principle. It's not a physical principle. It's a spiritual principle. So before I go forward, Sister Tokwe, I hope I have some time to, uh, to explain because this is the crux of the conversation we're having. Two minutes. Oh my goodness. Please <laughs> forgive me if I go over. You and I talked one time uh, about a couple of days ago about how Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden and they were having communion with God, right? 
And during that period, they were having a spiritual fellowship with God. Then after the sin that was committed, right, the physical reality of humanity sets in after the punishment, right? So I like definition because, yeah, I'm a college professor. I like definition. Let's define it. Anything that is physical reality are things that you can see, things that you can measure. The distance between the sun and the earth has been measured, right? How fast your car is traveling can be measured. The cloth, the color of the cloth that I'm wearing has been defined. So anytime you can measure anything, that's physical, right? Anything you cannot measure is spiritual. Anything that you cannot measure is spiritual. And that's very, very important that we understand this. The principle of ask, as given in the Bible, I'll tell you, the greatest spiritual movement ever given to man, amongst other spiritual movements that we have in this world, knowing that God loves everybody that's created, the principle, and Christianity is the best of them all, the principle of ask in the Bible is a spiritual movement. What is spirituality, right? Uh, all the students of the Bible, you know, that um, according, to, uh, um, according to the Bible, it says you should live in the spirit, right? So I challenge you to say living in the spirit is not a physical energy. It's a spiritual energy. Galatians, right? Galatians. Fruits of the spirit is what it talks about, right? So if we're dwelling in the spirit, we need to manifest the fruits of the spirit, right? And it's not that when you go to church on Sunday, you manifest the spirit, spiritual living, you manifest spiritual living every day of your life, right? And I challenge each and every one of us to think when we were in one communion as represented by Adam at the beginning was when we were living our full spiritual strength. When Jesus Christ came into this world, what he came to do was to restore us back to that spiritual communion. So that's why it's so difficult to practice Christianity in modern day life, because we struggle with a lot of physical concepts that drive survival. How do we now manifest this, the fruits of the spirit as laid out in Galatians in the way you live your life as a Christian? What are the fruits of the spirit? Love, the first one he talks about is love. Galatians 5.22, right? Love. How do you measure love? You know the distance between, uh, Sister Tokwa, if I ask you, do you, love your, do you love my brother? You say yes. How can I measure that? What is love? How do you define that, right? What about peace? What about joy? What about harmony? What about perseverance? What about long suffering, right? What about all this meekness, the right temperament? Uh, those are spiritual values. Those are spiritual principles, right? And then we also talk about the physical principles. So I say the principle of ask as given in Matthew 7, 7, and 8 is a spiritual principle. You know what it says? You should ask. But when you ask, you should ask with faith. How do you measure faith? And that's another unique principle given only in Christianity, faith. We all know the definition of faith, right? Uh, the assurance, I wrote it down somewhere here. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen, right? 
So guess what? When you ask and you ask with faith, you're operating in a spiritual principle, right? When you seek, you're seeking with hope, right? How do you measure hope? It's impossible. When you knock, you actually knock with love. It's like a child going to the daddy's bedroom. Like It's in the middle of the night, dad, I cannot sleep. But dad, you know that daddy loves you enough that he's going to accommodate you. He's going to open the door of his bedroom, especially mommies, right? They're going to open the door of their bedroom and say, okay, son, daughter, come and sleep with me. So the principle of ask is a spiritual principle. You cannot ask in confidence when you have not been living a spiritual life. When you're not exhibiting the fruit of the spirit, it's going to be difficult for you to go to your father and ask when you've not been operating. So we can go through the motion and wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning, go to night vigil, do all this stuff. But there's a great scientist that says that if you want to understand the universe, Nikola Tesla, right? He lives in the 1800. If you want to understand the universe, you have to operate, you have to understand frequency, energy, and vibration. When you pray, when you meditate, you're talking about spiritual concept. You're sending frequency, energy, and vibration to your spiritual father. He doesn't care whether you have a cow or not, I'll tell you. He doesn't care whether your child goes to school or not. But he cares that you're operating in one accord with him, as was the purpose of Jesus Christ to restore us back to the spiritual principle. So if you're truly practice, if you're practicing Christianity, you should be living in love. If you're practicing religion of Christianity, you can do like the Yorubas would say, the Amulu Mala concept of it. So it says that 80%, thank you, uh, beloved, for sharing that, uh, uh, that statistics. 80% of Nobel, Nobel Prize winners are Christian. You know what they do? You know what they understand? They understand the spiritual principle. There's no way you can become successful. There's no way you can manifest your dream unless you understand the spiritual principle for which Jesus Christ came into this world to manifest. So when you understand that, when you go utilizing the principle of ask, now you have the right dream that you want to solve the problem of God's children, right? Then you go to him to ask and seek. So you're asking with faith, you're seeking with hope, and you're knocking with love. When your physical understanding of the work you want to do, the app you want to create, you understand all the principle behind it. You know all the philosophy, all the geometry, all the mathematics, all the calculus. When you understand the physical reality of what you're trying to do, and you have the dream to solve God's children problem, and you understand the spiritual nature of you as a Christian, when there's a competence physically and there's a competence spiritually, when the two converges in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, you go to God with confidence and your dream will manifest. Sorry, I went over two minutes. Thank you, ask with faith. Speak with hope, am I right? And not with love. <laughs> yes, yes ma'am. Professor, <laughs> let me check the platform. Let's, please, can you please help us to share? I just want to read some stuff from the platform. Uh, the, 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 the faith is purely Spiritual principle, absolutely. I love the sharpness of the picture from, I don't know, who, uncle, do you know Olaide Folari Tade? <laughs> yes, 
is a good okay. is a childhood friend of mine. Ah, uh, okay. So he's sending you some. Um, do we have any more? Let me. I just want to go through if we have. Um, okay. Okay. Thank you so much. So based on that, thank you so much, sir. Um, from the two angle, you know, Uncle is a very professor. Uncle, Brady Paul, you understand what I'm saying? That when I'm talking with professor, you know, it takes time. You know, it's it's very deep. And I want us to, if you don't understand, please, after this program, you can go over it and listen again. You'll be able to get um, what uh, uh, bro, uh, Uncle uh, Akumale is trying to tell us. You know, you act with faith, you seek with hope, and you knock with love, you know, very deep. And um, that will take us to the next question. I want us to finish on time, but as it is now, please, I don't want to apologize every every time so today please if you can help us to give us like a little bit of like extra 30 minutes so we are looking at finishing by 8 30 on the dot i won't miss that 8 30 so that we can just go through this and mind you that we are actually all these theories all those things we were talking about we are still coming down to our family because everything we are talking about they are very useful if we can if you can inculcate this from our home we bring them out you see to to the larger audience then number, I've got this question again. Um, how do we operate as people of faith? You know, um, bro, um, Uncle Akinwale said we should act with faith. So how do we operate as people of faith, as believers to live the good life where, where dreams are manifested and also distinguishing ourselves as um, believers? How do we operate as people of faith where dreams, you know, they are actually manifested. Let me go with uh, Brodipo. How do we operate as people of faith, as believers, to live the good life where dreams are manifested? So we are bringing it home now. So we, we need to bring it down to our family now, to ourselves. So if you want to personalize it and bring it down so that we can, you know, the world can become flesh. How do we operate as people of faith, as believers, to live a good life? You know, the Bible, the Bible said it. It wants us to live a good life. How do we do it? How, 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 how do we manifest our dream, live a good life, be a successful career person, achieve your dreams, and at the same time, be a good Christian at home and in the society? Uh, moderator, do I understand the question? Is that the question you're asking? Yes, sir. Great. Um, I think the scripture actually gives us a kind of parameter as regards this. Uh, in, the, in the book of Second Peter, I think chapter 1, maybe from verse 2, if, um, if I can just check, because I need to read those things physically so that people, uh, audience can understand and uh, follow us. And, uh, where the scripture talks about, um, please let me just read a few of it so that we can understand. I'm reading Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 2. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, according as his divine power has given unto us all that pertaining unto life and godliness through the, through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, 
that by this ye might partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption is in this world through loss. Verse 5, and beside this, I want us to listen because this is actually where I'm going. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Mm. You need to understand, please, audience, you need to get this and understand mm. because you are asking things. And you need to understand the perspective, the, the scriptural perspective uh, about it. He said, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtues mm. and to virtue knowledge mm. and to knowledge temperament, temperaments and to temperaments patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love which is charity when bible itemize all these that is not enough to say that you are born again you have faith in christ there are other things you need to add to it number one that will make you to be successful when you are successful career-wise in your home, in the society, that you will still be able to retain that faith. That's why he said, to the faith, you need to act diligence. You can't be a lazy person and be successful in your career. You can't be a lazy person and be successful in your business. It's not possible. And he said, beside that, to that diligence, you need to add knowledge. You need to add virtue. You need to add temperament. You need to add patience. You need to add love, kindness. These are the things that will make you be a success career-wise and be a good Christian at home and in the society. Just like what professor said the other time, the fruit of the spirit you manifest it, this fruit of the spirit actually connect you with one another. You be a Christian, a good Christian, not by mouth, but by your attitude, by your behavior. It becoming fast, becoming very difficult to live a balanced Christian life in our generation. But you must be disciplined enough to follow the scripture, Bible. He said, add to your faith. All these things, you need to add it to your faith or you will make mess of your Christianity. Mm. You will make mess of that faith. So if you don't want to make mess of your faith at home or in the society, you need to add to your faith all these. Thank you very much. Oh, well done, sir. Thank you so much. I think you've mentioned everything. I'm sure Professor would like your illustration of spirituality he's talking about. And everything you talked about, they are spirituality. They are not physical things. You talked about virtue. You talked about knowledge. You talked about temperament. <laughs> See, I'm sure he's happy. <laughs> there are so, things you cannot measure, so, you know. I, 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 I'm just excited that the, the pastor, the beloved pastor, was able to find a scriptural <laughs> passage that substantiates what I've been reading, what I've been finding out, the knowledge, because the question that the individual is asking is very relevant. And what Beloved said, what Pastor said is very important, right? That there's no way when you're lazy, when you're slothful, when you're not doing your due diligence, he even mentioned diligence, he mentioned knowledge. Those are physical reality that you have to follow, that do you know your job? If you don't show up because you're calling sick because you have to take your child to the hospital or your dog 
swallow a bone and you're in the emergency room and they say, oh my gosh, where is beloved uh, Pastor Alabi? We can't do this work without him. That's your diligence. That's the knowledge and that's the understanding that is very important. But the foundation of Christianity is faith, right? Things that you have not seen and you're hoping for it. But guess what? There's no way you can operate without that faith. What are the things that I talk about? Virtue, right? You have to be patient, right? You have to have love, right? You have to have that brotherly love in your heart. I saw a question on the platform that is very interesting to me, like, oh, I'm so energetic, I'm so goal-getter, but my wife is just so chilling, or my spouse, not wife, but they said, my spouse is so chilling and so laid back. Right? That's a question I want to ask, so go for it. (laughs) So let me tell you, Jesus Christ did not tell you to force them and coerce them that they must have your dream. What is the spirituality of Christianity advocates for? You have to have love, right? You have to have compassion. You have to have uh, kindness in your heart. You have to have patience. If you exhibit all the spiritual fruit towards your spouse, everything else will be added. She will start doing, she will get the message or she might have a different dream that you, you think that your dream is the best dream. You might actually have to get up for your high horse and support her dream and manifest her dream for the betterment of your family. But I will caution something though. I think this is the mistake that most Christians make in the Christian community. God did not say you should have a good life. Yeah, bombshell, breaking news. There's nowhere... There is nowhere, I mean, challenge me, research it. God did not say you're supposed to have a good life. You know what God said? Jesus Christ was brought into this world, right? To restore us spiritually back to God. The classic example of Job comes to mind, right? The only thing that God, in my understanding, in my opinion, and that knowledge is that restoration. You know what Jesus Christ talked about? Jesus Christ talked about in Matthew 22, 37, 40, the greatest spiritual law. I challenge anybody listening underneath my voice right now to type on the group chart, the greatest spiritual law that's ever given. I know, Sister Sokka, you know it because we've already talked about it. You know, Matthew 22, 37 to 40, chapter 37 said, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love thy Lord, thy God, with all your heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Oh, my wife didn't have sex with me today. My kids are misbehaving, right? Oh, I'm so tired, blah, 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 blah. That has nothing to do with your spirituality. When you wake up every morning, as you discharge your duty, guess what you're supposed to do? Love thy God with all thy heart and with all thy mind. And that's the first and the greatest commandment. Does it say you're going to have a good life? I know there's confusion in the religion of Christianity, not the spirituality of Christianity. I challenge you guys to go do your research and challenge me. We can talk offline. Sister Tucker, make my WhatsApp number available. We can talk offline, I'm available. I want to learn and I want to grow, but I'm on a spiritual quest. I'm on a spiritual journey. That's the first greatest commandment. You know the second spiritual commandment? Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. When you're busy loving your wife, you don't have time wondering whether she didn't have sex with you or not because you're just loving her. When you're loving your husband, you don't have time to worry whether he didn't take out the garbage last night or not. 
you just love him. That's the second greatest commandment. And if you guys remember in the Christian community, one of the things that Jesus Christ talked about on the, on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, therefore, whatever you desire for men to do to you, you shall also do it to them. I don't see anywhere that says we should have fun, we should enjoy our life, but if you follow the, the spiritual principle and the physical diligence of the dream you conceive in your mind and you put all the things, all the two together to be competent in your life, you will manifest those dreams easily and you will not worry about enjoying life. People of the world will see you and say, there's something special about this brother. There's something special about this sister. They're physically diligent. They're competent at their job and they love God. And I like the glow in their life and people will gravitate towards you and you won't have to worry about anything. Is it easy to do? No, it's not easy to do, but that's what we should aspire to because that's what God brought us to this. And that's why God sent Jesus Christ to this world to reconcile us spiritually to him. This, Sister Tucker, please indulge me for one second. I wanna say, we're not physical beings having physical experience. We're spiritual beings. And we're supposed to be living a spiritual life in a physical universe. That's it. If you understand that concept, you will live a good life. We're spiritual beings. We're supposed to live in a spiritual world. I mean, in a physical world, but we're supposed to exhibit spiritual characteristics, the fruit of the spirit, the greatest spiritual love that's ever given to mankind. If we operate in that, when I say again, when the physical reality and the spiritual reality become competent in your life, anything you want in this world will manifest itself into your, in your life, including your child that have Down syndrome, including your child that have ADHD, including your wife that is like not getting with the program or your husband that is not getting with your dream. When you combine those two physical laws and spiritual laws, everything will manifest, I promise you. Thank you so much, um, my professor, <laughs> at this level now. See, if you don't really understand professor, let me try to explain if, uh, some things and um, I need to, you know, quote some Bible scripture just to back um, what he has just said. You know, we are in the world, yeah? The Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world, yeah? And that is what is trying to tell us that we are in this world spiritual, you know, when he's talking about that. But we are in this world, we are spiritual beings, but we are in this world, in this physical flesh, you know, to glorify God. But we are not of the world. So the fact that we are in this world does not mean we should not align our life to what God has proposed us, you know, to come to this world to do. And he said something like, uh, God has, we are not, um, he said, okay, there's, there's something he mentioned, but I want to tell him that the Bible says, um, in the book of is it Philippians that says that in which above all things that we should live um, in, in good health, you know, and we should prosper. It's, it's, the, it's the will of God for us to, to prosper. And the Bible also tells us that in this world, we will have tribulation. So what he was talking about in this world is in our Bible. The Bible says we have tribulation, but he said we should be of good shares like, that he has overcome the world because he faced through some things too. So he understands. So thank you so much for that contribution. 
And if I may ask Brother Dupo to come in, what um, Professor has just um, worked on was one of these questions that someone said, sent to us that um, what are the coping strategies if both partners in marriage dreams differently? You know, this platform is about home. So I've got a dream to go to the right. My wife has a dream to go to the left. So how will they cope? So what are the, the strategies for both of them? You know, they have different ones. How can they do it? Like bringing everything together. That e.g. one is driving very fast and one is like a labor. You know, the wife is like a go-getter and the husband is like a very, very labor or the husband is a go-getter and the wife is like a very labor. How can they, both of them, how can they work together? So Professor has actually talked about it. He has answered it and he has said, you know, when you, when you love your partner, you'll be able to, you know, accommodate, you know, air, train. It will not be me, me, me thing. So in your own way, just few minutes, sir, maybe one minute or two minutes, if, as God is helping you. If we are dreaming differently, as husband and wife, you know, how can we bring the two dreams together to achieve the same purpose, purpose, godly purpose for our family? Whether one is, is labor or one is very fast. And I will tell you from my own personal life, you, it's, it's nice if you have some, someone that is slow and someone that is fast because the slow one will help the fast to be giving you break a little bit. And that is what we don't know in our family. We want both of them to be working. They will just have accidents and they will all die together. But when one is very fast and one is very low, if you have spiritual insights, you will know that that low person is even to, to save the, you know, the fast one. And the fast one is to help the, you know, to help the low one to be, you know, to move up, you know, come up either. But if you don't understand this, they will be fighting that, oh, you are the one messing up my destiny. I should have gone far. You know, this, this is where my level had. This is, where, this, this is yeah. where I should have been. If not for this type of husband or this type of wife. Do you get what I'm saying, yeah. bro? bro yeah. But how yeah. can they do it? They, 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 they dream differently. And in marriage, can two work together except they agree? So how can they bring it together and they are still fulfilling the, uh, the purpose of God for their life? Two minutes, I will appreciate it, sir. Two minutes. All right. Um... I think uh, you have started to answer it. Uh, they need to know that, uh, number one, they need to appreciate their differences. Uh, God enjoys varieties. That, that's why they didn't create it all the same way. That's why he, he, he embedded different abilities in us. The Bible says he gave them those talents according to their abilities. So, number one, you need to appreciate that you and your wife have different abilities. You have your strength and your weaknesses. You need to appreciate that. That's number one thing. Don't see it as minus. Don't see it as a disadvantage. Even as you are working on one another to improve and to come up, don't see it as a disadvantage. That is why God allowed both of you to come together as husbands and wife. The number one thing is that don't, don't, don't see it as disadvantage. Appreciate the differences. The differences make you to know that you are different and you are unique individuals, that you have your strengths. So what do you do? You leverage on it. You complement one another. You complement one another. Don't complain, but complement. So let, you need to stop complaining. You complement. 
when you appreciate your differences, when you know that you are unique individual from one another, you begin to complement one another. That's number one. Then number two, because you love one another, because you allow the love to operate in your family, you love we naturally easily sacrifice. Love without a sacrifice is a fake love. So because you love one another, because you operate in love in your marriage, you sacrifice for one another. You, you sacrifice for the other person to come up. You, you sacrifice for the, for the lapses, the passive weakness. Where you have advantage over that person, you bring the person up, you, you sacrifice for that person. is is very, very important. Very, very important. In, in our present generation, the word sacrifice is removed. Couples don't want to sacrifice for themselves. They don't want to compliment themselves because we, we live in a fantasy world. You mm. enter married with a fantasy mind. You, 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 your expectation is so high. You, you raise the bar too high. So when you now enter it, the reality now don't on you that nobody is perfect. Yeah. You are not 100% in every area. So you need to know this. Everybody has a blind spot. Hmm. So you need to know that. It takes somebody who, who, who can see behind you to see your blind spot. So you need to do that for your spouse. We need to stop complaining, start complimenting. Just mm -hmm. as you said, if two of you are so fast, you will end up in the ditch. Somebody must apply break. Somebody must, must have be slow while the other person is fast so that there could be a balance. Somebody is a go-getter. Somebody is a detailed person. Mm. While you are a go-getter, another person is giving details to all the actions. So you, you, it's so important. It's so important. Don't look at him. Don't look at her that is completely or totally useless. No, there is an area of strength in that your wife. There is an area of strength in that your husband. You need to leverage in that. You need to, if, if, it is, if your husband or your wife, the only thing you can do is to smile. Do you know that is a strength? Yeah. That smile can take you far. What is what the, the only the I think the, the, the only thing or two things that Joseph had, Joseph can interpret dream and he can serve. Those are the two things he had. He can serve very well and he can interpret dream. Those that just it. We don't even know whether it's a fluent person, we don't know whether it's a fast person, we don't know whether he can write very well, we don't know other things, but those two things he leveraged on it and he got to the top. So don't ever look down on your spouse. That, that, that passive weakness is not a weakness. Leverage on his strength. Are you getting me now? And when you compliment one another, you'll be able to cope. You are not coping because you don't see that God, that difference is unique. It's created by God in order for you to compliment yourselves. Because of our time, let me stop here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's quickly look at the platform. Let's let's check um, some contribution. Reman, yes, I brought it for it from Olaide. Um, mm, ah, love. Okay, I'm just looking. Interesting perspective from Professor. Wow, deep revelation, Professor. God bless you, sir. You see, what a great insight given by Professor. You see, many people now know my brother. <laughs> 
Faith is presented as principle for living life based on belief that God exists. Hallelujah. So let's go back. Professor, you see, everybody like your, <laughs> your concepts and perspectives. I know you're trying to calm me down because I was scared <laughs> into coming in today on this platform, but thank you. I appreciate the invitation. And uh, I would know that you're being honest with me when you invite me back. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to invite me back. <laughs> <laughs> another, another interesting topic like that. Okay, I'm, I'm sure Professor will like this, but Professor, please, I need you for two minutes on this. You see, there is a worldly perception, and we can see ourselves that non believers seem to be more successful than believers. You see, why is this so? And what can we do to change not only the perception, but the reality of it? Professor, sir, two minutes, sir. Yeah, so I, I put myself on a timer here and I will try and do justice to that uh, as best as I can. Uh, we, we have to dispel this notion in our mind that we're separate from other people. Why? Mm. God is just waiting for those people that we think we're separate from to confess their sin and accept Jesus Christ, right, as their Lord and Savior. And they will enter spiritual communion because God already loves them, right? That's the premise. That's the biblical premise, right? So this notion that some people are successful more than us, we need to cancel that immediately because we're all the same. That's number one. Uh, number two, there are natural laws that even when unbelievers are applying all these natural laws, things manifest in their lives, whether we like it or not. Because if you say, for instance, I want to make money, and I'm going to pretend that I love people by telling them what they want to hear. Oh, Sister Topper, your glasses is the most beautiful glasses I've ever seen in my life. I love the earring. And you come to my store and I just need you to put your hand in your pocket and buy my goods. When I use these laws and this principle, the way it's supposed to be applied, you put your hand in your pocket and you pay me. Even though me, as just a human, we would say a useless lady. Which kind of glasses? Yeah, yeah, glasses, right? But I make that point to say the laws of the universe, the spiritual laws is given to all mankind. And we in the Christian community sometimes tend to be bogged down by religion. And then we separate ourselves from the rest of the world by saying, how come that person is not successful? No, you focus on your spirituality by loving God loving your neighbor, having joy in your heart. And when you do that, your dream will manifest and there'll be no difference between you. The difference will be your operating in the spirit and then the manifestation of your own truth will come. Exactly two minutes, sister. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Wow, that's deep again. Bro, deep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said we should not even be thinking about it, that we are looking at some people that they are more successful than, than, than us. You know, what yeah, can you say uh, when we say unbelievers, they seem to be more successful than believers. Yeah, I, I'm going to read the scripture. The, 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 it was one of the experience of Jesus Christ. And I want us to learn from it because um, as you are reading the question, the question is very deep and very important. Very, very important that we need to understand this. I, I'm going to read from the book of Luke chapter 4. And I will read from verse 5 to 8, one of the temptations of Jesus Christ. 
He said, and the devil taking him up into a high mountain and showed unto him all the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all these powers will I give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me and to whosoever I will, I will give it to. I want you to underline that word. Whosoever I will, I give it to. What is, the, what is the payment? What is the price for receiving it? Verse 7. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Hmm. So we need to understand that um, from the experience of Jesus here, devil was trying to tell Jesus, if you compromise, I'll give you the glory, the wealth, and the, the powers of this world. You will rule in the, in the government. You will make policies. You will control the economy of nations. The price is you compromise. When you compromise, I've got to give it unto you. It is so important that you understand this. That presently, the, the devil controls the powers, the weight, and everything here. So Christians that are complaining or those that are complaining that unbelievers are wealthy or make it more than Christians is a complete truth because devil also empowered people for success. And that is why it's a complete truth. And that is why people get into a lot of things to make it in life. People lay their hands on many things. People compromise. When you are saved as a Christian, your focus change. Your focus is not about this world. Your focus is your relationship with God because you are reconciled by to God through Jesus Christ. So that one is, is, is a sure banker. That is why Christians, you wake up in the morning every day, your first priority is your, you maintaining that your relationship with God. But for an unbeliever, it's not so. An unbeliever does not have relationship with God. An unbeliever wants to go for his money, wants to think he wants to cross the line because of that. So having said that, I've laid the foundation. Having said that, Jesus has actually give us a way that we Christians, we can make it. And that is why we have a lot of Christians who are highly successful today, who are highly, highly successful today in the line of their endeavor. There are two things we need to understand. Number one, the person of Jesus Christ. The person of Jesus Christ offered us salvation, reconciled us back to God, connected us back to God. He died on the cross, shed his blood so that our, our, our sins can be paid for. Then we are connected back to God. That is the person of Jesus. Then the second thing is about the teachings of Jesus, which are his principles. His principles explain how we can navigate, how we can live this world, how these are the principles that we empowered you to be successful in this life. I will share one or two. Number one, when Jesus was approached that uh, we need you to pay your tax, Jesus called on Peter, said, go to the river, go and get a fish. The first one, open it, man, you will get money there. Jesus can perform miracles. But Jesus called on Peter. It's a great lesson for every one of us 
Jesus didn't just call the person, called anybody. He called a skilled person. Somebody who has a skill. Somebody who is a professional fisherman. So what God is telling any, any, any of us is that you need a skill. You can't just say you want to be blessed without you doing anything. Without you, you don't have any knowledge in anything. You are not schooled. You don't have any skill. You don't, you don't, you don't shape on your talent. It's not possible. At another time when Jesus made a parable, he talks about the parable of the talent that the master gave some five, some two, some one. They went to go and do business and the other five gained another five, the other one gained another two, but they won't give him one when to bury it. When the master returned, in Jesus' word, Jesus said, why do you bury it? If you don't want to trade with it, why don't you, at least you put it in bank. When I come, the thing will have increased a little. So Jesus was actually teaching us what creates system, knowledge, that the, the, least, the least you can think about, you don't even, the bank is not the best way, but it's the least you can think about. That you, whatever that you have, you can multiply when you put it to use, when you do business. That you must have ability to multiply what you are given. But if you cannot, he's talking about money, that you should have even save it in bank. That's the least. God is telling us, even putting your money in the bank is not the best way of investment of investing, that the best investing is for you to put it to use, put your money to use. So there are a lot of principles that Jesus taught us that believers need to follow. You need to, you need to extract the word of God and follow these principles. Then you will discover that even sky is not your limit. But we, we, we are in a generation that a lot of Christians are so lazy today or they, they don't understand some of this teaching of Jesus Christ so that they follow it. There's no way how you will follow the teachings of Jesus Christ that you won't make it in your line of career, your choosing career, or whatever that you are doing in business or in academics. So you will not, you will not join them to be saying that unbeliever is more successful than believer. No. When you follow the teachings of Jesus, Jesus has taught us many of these principles that can actually enhance you and make you to be successful in life. Thank you. Ah, Bishop. <laughs> I'm looking at my time and Bishop is digging it, digging it. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, I won't be able to ask more, but I will ask one, then we, we conclude. Because I promise okay. 8.30 we have to we have to stop this. Okay. Um, is it in one second, if it's possible, one second, is it possible for us to have heaven on half home? As in your home can be like heaven on earth. That means, can you, is it possible for you to enjoy, bro, <laughs> professor? Yes or no? <laughs> I kind of imagine your answer. <laughs> yes or no? I will let uh, I will let the love pastor take that one. It's not <laughs> it's not something that I believe. It's not something that I seek uh, because I'm on a spiritual journey. So, pastor, it's all yours. Okay, <laughs> Thank you, professor. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I believe the person that asked this question, you don't want to take responsibility. You are pushing it back to someone or back to God. It's possible. You can have heaven on earth in your marriage. Heaven, heaven, you can have heaven on earth in your marriage. It's quite possible. Because it's possible because if you do what it takes to be possible. 
if you do what it takes. Good home is not a gift. Heaven on earth in your marriage is not a gift. It takes a lot of work. So if you can do what it takes, if you can do what it takes, it's possible. So you don't put that responsibility to God. No, it's your responsibility. Okay. You don't you don't ask me you don't ask me that the car on uh, the, the car that is just parked there that they, can this car move no the car can move if you do what it takes for the car to move it will move but if you don't do it the car can be there for the next 1000 years okay without moving okay so you are very saying that okay faith without work right is death right we need to have yeah. work with our faith i i, I saw something yeah. on the platform from um olaide for larry Sade. This is a balanced truth, sir. This is a balanced truth, sir. There are boundaries for Christians which must be maintained. Unbelievers don't have some boundaries. So no room yeah. or need for wealth comparison. Wow, biblical investment principle. I'm really blessed hearing from both of you. Success is measured by unique purpose God gives us. Wonderful contribution from the platform. Perceived differences is only one person that sees it in world okay that way okay thank you so much in conclusion uh we need to finish three i have eight minutes so let me quickly say something we talk about dreams so what are the components of dreams so for people that they are listening to us they they may still because professor is so deep the bishop is so deep let, let me just come in the middle for people that want it very simple <laughs> How can you dream? <laughs> the components of dream. Number one, you should make your dream to be clear and simple. You know, I want to be a graduate of whatever. Follow that. You know, I want to become this. Just follow that. Make it clear and simple. Don't add too much to it. You get to where you are going faster. And when you get there, you get another plan. You follow it. Don't put too much, too much, too much. I can do all things. Jack of all trade. Focus on one dream and see it true. Your dream is not outside of you. Your dream is within you. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens anything you are going to be in this life is right inside of you. Do you know why? Because your future is on the inside. I know about today, now the present, but tomorrow that I don't know about is from the inside. So how do I know about it? Is what I'm doing at the moment. Is the focus, my diligence, my plan, everything now. By the time I get to tomorrow, then I look back at today. Then I said, oh, that was the day I planned. That was the day I made the decision to become this in future. So your future is on the inside. It's actually inside of you. And finally, everything you need to succeed is in you. You need to activate it and bring it out. How do you activate it? There are so many ways you can activate it. Learn, train, pray, invest, listen, acquire knowledge. You know, do so many things. You know, widen your horizon. So, do so, don't just, because I'm a Christian, I won't talk to Muslim. I won't talk to Buddhists. No, 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 no. These are the only people. No. You can't do more. You need to stretch. Everything you need to succeed, to be successful in life, is right inside of you. Dig it out. Connect to it and plan with it. And God will bless us in Jesus' name. 
And next month, we are going to now start our couple. So we'll be calling different people. Now it's going to be couples, you know, couples evening. We'll be inviting um, couples to tell us how God has been helping them in their marriage. We want to learn from them how um, God has helped them. So from next month, so when we, we invite people next month, we are actually in, inviting husband and wife. Thank you so much, my professor. Thank you so much, bro, bro, um, bro Dipo. I'm blessed. In one minute, conclusion from both of you, one minute before the announcement. You want me to go first? Yes, sir. Okay, real quickly. Um, in order to actualize your dream, you have to focus your ideas in your mind for as long, and as, long as possible, and you hold it with vivid imagination. You have to raise your energy level uh, in terms of your frequency, vibration. And when I talk about raising your energy level, I'm talking about spiritual energy, love, kindness, compassion. Those are very important. When you combine it with spiritual energy in terms of those things that we've talked about, but it's very important that you also accept the current situation and continue to live a spiritual life. Don't complain, don't yell, continue to live a spiritual life, accept the current situation as it is. The most important thing is for you to be grateful. When you exhibit the attitude of gratitude, more abundance comes into your life. So continue to be grateful for the current situation. And I will say this, the mind that created the problem cannot solve the problem. In order to solve the problem, you need a new mind. You need to seek new knowledge. You need to seek people that understand things better than you and ask them for guidance and direction. And uh, I will just conclude by saying a prayer like I started. The whole planet of Earth is a sacred site. All people are the chosen people. And the purpose of our life is a spiritual one, not a physical one. May we care for each other and for the earth, because everything in it is connected. When we feel this oneness together, may we radiate light of love and kindness that we all may live in unity and peace. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much, sir. Brother, for one minute. Yeah, uh, in one, my one minute, I will just tell you five things you need to do every day. Number one, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye the first, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Your relationship with God every day matters. Unbroken relationship with God. That's the first thing. Number two, do something no matter how small to, that move you closer to your goal. Every day, no matter how small, do something. Then add to your knowledge, no matter how small, every day. Add to your knowledge, no matter how small, every day. Number four, Make sure you stay healthy. Watch your lifestyle. Watch your eating habit. Then lastly, remove anxiety and worriness from your life. Mm. Don't uh, remove anxiety and worriness from your life. It's very important. Do these five things every day. You move closer to your goals. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you. I'm really blessed. And I, I'm sure the audience, they are blessed. By the time you, you look back, just go back to this program and you, you, you watch the replay, you will be excited and happy that oh, this is what I, I'm, I'm really blessed. This is one of the best, you know, um, program we've, we've had. More knowledge, deeper knowledge, you know, deeper understanding of who we are. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for, for your support. And um, I'm really grateful to Almighty God for meeting my my professor and my bishop here 
Thank you so much for, for your support. And thank you so much for, you know, diluting it. Thank you so much for making this, this world to be real in our, in our life. And um, next, till next month, when we meet again to, to discuss about the unity in marriage, that's why we are coming with, we are inviting couples to come and tell us importance of unity in marriage. And um, stay blessed, stay healthy, stay safe, and then God bless you. And see you next month by the grace of God. If you have any question, please feel free to send it to our platform. If you have anything, any help regarding your home, please reach out to us. My bishop, God bless you, sir. Be, um, my professor, you are blessed, sir. Thank you so much. Do have a wonderful day. Till we meet next month. Bless you, everyone. Love you. Bye. You have just listened to Me and Mine podcast with your host, Timmy or Normandy. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. See you next time. God bless you.